I don't know where you are in life right now or where it is you want to go. But if you are a curious soul like me, I know this about you. You are searching for greatness in life. You desire financial freedom. And you ask yourself daily how you can master success in business without wasting years of your life. On this show, we are going to interview all the leading experts and influencers in the fields of marketing, mindset, and sales to expose all the tips and tricks you need to accelerate your business and amplify your success. My name is Reem Kharbat, and this is the Entrepreneur Accelerator. everyone and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Accelerator. This is your host Reem Kharbat and today my guest has spent over 25 years as a vice president of sales. He launched multiple tech startups, pitched over 100 investment groups, closed over $2 billion in sales and he partnered in various software projects and companies. He's an owner of a CBD company that is heading towards $40 million in sales in the next 12 months. He's an author, a business coach, brand influencer. My guest loves discussing entrepreneurial strategies, what works, what doesn't. He also loves helping other entrepreneurs keep their chin up as they navigate the ups and downs of their journey. He's a music and wine lover. Please welcome Kevin Stephen Quinn. Hello, um, Kevin. Thank you so much for being here with me today in the show. Thank you so much for the invite. I truly appreciate you reaching out. I love being on podcasts. It just gives me gives me a chance to talk. So, you know that, uh, you know I I hate the dog and pony show introduction stuff, but you know it kind of lends <laughs> credibility to where my background is. But that being said, I love being able to talk to people because it lets me spill some of what I've learned over the years. Yeah. Out. And so thank you. I appreciate you inviting me on your podcast. Thank you. Uh, it's awesome having you here. Um, as I told you, I'm, um, I'm very inspired by you. Uh, and I was so happy to have you here. And I heard that you were um, an entrepreneur since you were eight. Like you were hustling since you were eight. Is that true? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I go back to, uh, I was explaining before we came on the show, I grew up in a family, five boys and a sister. And we didn't have a lot of money. And I remember as we got later in our years, in our teen years, um, if we wanted to wear some of the nicer clothing to school, we had to contribute for that. And, mm. you know, but going back to, you know, we always had chores. You know, we always had to do something around the house. We had a pretty, pretty good sized yard. And uh, whether that was mowing the lawn, pulling the weeds, feeding the dog, cleaning mm -hmm. the, you know, the dog mess, whatever it was, we always had chores we had to do around the house. And, um, I think the way my father raised me, he grew up in a very poor family in the Southern US. And in the South back in the day, you know, there just wasn't a lot of money. Families did it all. Hmm. And this, you know, between the family network and the, and the friend network, they took care of each other. Well, that was how our lives were growing up. You know, we took care of each other as a family. Um, but that being said, the other piece of it too was uh, we were hungry. Not hungry in the sense, you know, mm -hmm. we weren't eating we were just hungry. There were things that we wanted to do. And I remember uh, the farmer down the street, um, I talked with him. I don't know how the heck at eight years old, he let me sit on the back of his truck. But I sat on the back of his truck and sold sweet corn to people who were driving by. So they'd come over and get, you know, a dozen, a, a dozen ears of corn for, I'm old, 25 cents <laughs> back in the day. And so we'd sell them corn and that started at eight. And 
you know, and as I, uh, I'll, I'll be quick about this. Sometimes I can be long on this one, but uh, at eight years old, I was selling corn. At 11 years old, I got a job delivering a, a, a once a week paper. So there was a news, there was a news rag that came out that uh, went out every Wednesday. I delivered it and I got paid a little mm -hmm. bit of money to deliver it. At 12 years old, I went to work for the, uh, the Idaho Statesman, which is the big newspaper that covered the entire state. And that one at 12 was a daily subscription. So Monday through Sunday, I was out delivering the paper every morning to the two or 300 customers I had around my house. So I delivered the newspaper in the mornings. Um, that was 11 and 12 years old. I kept that Idaho Statesman job till I graduated high school until I was 18. Mm -hmm. So I delivered the newspaper in the mornings for six years. At 14, I got a job at a hamburger shop down the street from us because we could go to work at 14. So I'd work part-time at a hamburger place uh, from 14 until 16. And then at the age of 16, we can drive uh, at night here. So I, my license allowed me to drive at night. And then I got a job at another spot. Um, from 16 to 18, I was working for a print company uh, in downtown Boise, Idaho, of all places. And I'd go in there on nights and weekends and I would clean up, empty the trash, all the different things that need to be done. You know, I swept the place, kept it clean. So I literally, um, at the age of 12, the newspaper route. At the age of 14, I started working hamburger shops. And I stayed mm -hmm. with the hamburger place for three years. So I was delivering the paper in the morning, going to school. I worked at night at the hamburger shop. And then some nights and weekends, I would go clean this print shop. So I carried three jobs through high school. Wow. And I was wow. always hustling, trying to make money. And the reason why at that time, I mean, my priorities changed. But um, you know, growing up in a family that didn't have a lot of money, going to school with kids who had money, they wore the fanciest clothes and the coolest shoes and all these things. And our family couldn't afford that. If I let, if I let the family budget take care of what I was wearing to school, I'd be wearing, you know, yeah. Sears, Sears shoes, whatever my yeah. crazy stuff. Uh, but the only way that I could wear some of the cooler clothes was I had to help and I had to pitch in. So I worked to help pay for that. Um, I bought my very first car. My dad didn't help. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it, wow. uh, it's 17, almost, yeah, 17. I bought my very first car. Um, and I've just always been that guy. I've always hustled. I've always had something going on. Even when I was in the Marines, I was in the Marines for four years. Even mm -hmm. while I was in the Marines, I worked for a moving company and helped move people nights and weekends. I don't know what I was thinking. I've always been that crazy guy. So coming out of that, you know, I came out of the Marines and went straight into, uh, I was finishing my college degree. And while I was going to school, I worked three jobs. I worked at a sandwich shop. I worked at a big tech company. Um, and then I also, it's crazy. I was younger and a bit more physically fit at the time. I was a bouncer <laughs> at, a, at a bar. I was a bouncer at a bar. Oh, wow. Really? Weekend. Yeah, pretty crazy. So, um, you know, I was working three jobs, going to school. Uh, life got in the way, got married and mm -hmm. uh, kids and everything. And um, I did not finish my undergrad degree. Crazy as this sounds, I did not. But I went straight to work into the uh, tech space. And I've been working in the tech space, or I'd worked in the tech space for over 25 years. So, you know, I've always hustled, always had side projects going on, even when I was working in the tech space. I mean, I started out in sales, worked my way up to a sales director, VP of sales. Um, I've carried I've carried annual budgets of 350 million in sales, and even while I was doing that, I still had a side hustle. I, there was always something wow. I was doing on the side. So, I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's something that is that you were born with. Like I don't think that anyone else like can be the same because most of the people they do maximum one job and they feel that they had they've right. done it all. Right. Um amazing. You know, as an entrepreneur at a certain point, we tend to be like, you know, the idea creators, the CEOs, the the coffee makers, the janitors, like we do it all. So um, my question is like, how can an entrepreneur succeed without all that overwhelm? Um, I think you have to, you know, they they say the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Mm -hmm. So if you step back and analyze what you're working on and just say, hey, look, these are the things that I have the bandwidth for right now. And a lot of times as an entrepreneur, we, there's so many big things we want to do right out of the gate. We want, I mean, we just want to crush it. We want to make a million dollars this year. Well, okay, maybe this year making a million dollars is not, uh, it's not on the radar. But making 100000 and progressing towards a million is doable. So if you yeah. step back and analyze, what do I really have the bandwidth for? What can I support? Um, what can I outsource? And what can I outsource affordably? I mean, in the digital marketing space, there are so many people you can find to help you with what you're doing. You don't necessarily want to reach out to the big names and the big brands who are doing monstrous things right now. But if you step back a couple of places, who are those up and comers that might be able to help? I mean, you, I hear people all the time talk about you know reciprocity, the reciprocal part of this in that, hey, here's where my strengths are. Here's where your strengths are. Maybe I help you with what you need. You help me with what I need and we grow together. Maybe we're not partners, but you're helping me with this. I'm helping you with that. We continue as you need help, as I need help. And you know, and you can have two or three of those folks that are you know, in there with you. I mean, if, if you think about this, in this space that we're in currently, uh, this digital marketing space, I didn't learn about this until 18 months ago. We're a software mm. developer. So here we are a software developer. We need to find clients. And the, the agency we were using locally, um, in 11 months between them and a partner of theirs, we had spent about $80,000 of our, our startup budget on the marketing side, branding, websites, traffic, you know, build, build, building or, or, or going out and trying to find traffic. And $80,000 and 11 months later, they didn't sell one device for us. And we were just like, okay, something's up. Wow. We're doing something wrong. And so in uh, May of last year, May, June-ish of last year, so is it 18 months? Maybe it's 18 months ago, less than 18 months ago. I started to find out what these digital marketing agencies were and who these people were. And we got introduced to one mm-hmm. who, you know, they were doing some amazing things. But in the process of doing amazing things and submitting a scope of work to us to handle, uh, um, you know, finding our customers, they got so busy they couldn't take us on as a client. And so, you know, being the resourceful guy that I am, I'm like, hey, you guys mentioned a couple of companies we should look at. Who were they? And so I went out and started doing some research on, you know, companies like Kajabi, Kartra, ClickFunnels, these these sales funnels. I didn't even know what a sales funnel was. I'm like, what's a sales funnel? And uh, so, you know, in June, July of last year, so, you know, 15, 16 months ago, I started to dive into this market myself. I'm a software developer. I had no other side projects at the time, but the software. I start looking into this space and, you know, what's, so June, July to November of this year, in that time period, I've gone from, I'm a software developer to I've got 21 current projects I'm working on. Oh, wow. Which, 
absolutely crazy. Mm, Going crazy. back to my entrepreneurial spirit that started when I was young, I carried that forward. An idea, oh, I can do that. An idea, I can do that. I can do that. And so, you know, we've launched two e-commerce brands. I've got the book coming out. I'm, I, I coach. I've got a coaching group. I've got, uh, um, oh, shoot, I'm involved in so many different things. CBD, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Um, I was helping coach uh, a hemp farm. So these guys, they own every step of the process. They grow the seed, they plant the seed, they harvest the seed, they extract the oil, they turn it into isolate, they create CBD retail products. I'm coaching them on sales. So they brought me in to help coach and uh, how to find their client, how to grow their company, things along that lines. And it was so crazy how it happened. In a two week period, we go from my coaching them to them presenting me an offer that brought me in as a partner. So now I'm a partner in the company and I run, the, yeah, I run the sales organization for this company. So throw that into the fold and all the other things that I do right now, we still do software development. We're now, we're now, we now have a Chrome extension company. We help launch Chrome extensions for, for entrepreneurs. And so now I've got, you know, these 21 projects. And for me, I look at it and I'm, I mean, I've grown exponentially in what I'm carrying currently. Uh, and so back to your original question, um, and, you know, relating to the, um, you know, what can people do and, and how can they do this and things outsource, outsource as much as you can bootstrap as much as you can, yeah. meaning wear all the hats, be the CEO, be the coffee maker, whatever it is you need to do. When you're an entrepreneur, you are everything. You're, yeah. You are a problem solver. Every problem that comes up in your organization, your business, you're the one responsible for solving that. There are so many different things that you, uh, that you have to know how to do. But the things that are immediate that will maybe hold you back, find somebody that can help you if you don't have the resources mm -hmm. for that. It's so easy. I mean, you know, um, it's crazy. I mean, it's hard, really hard for me to believe um, how quickly I've grown in this space and how many people know who I am. I've got a few haters. To all of you who <laughs> might be haters. Yeah. To all of you who might be haters and are listening. Hello. Love you all. <laughs> but to those folks that I can help, um, I mean, I've really, I've, I've grown. And the beauty of that is, is, there are people who reach out to me and they're like, man, I would love to help you out. What can I do? What can I do mm -hmm. to help you out? Mm -hmm. And so I've got a couple of those folks who I'm talking with now, but I'm like, Hey, look, this is where I really need help. I need to be able to manage my time better. I know if I were to take, you know, um, just in this space and the money I've made and divide that down and break that out into an hourly rate, I know what my hourly rate is worth. Well, the crazy thing is, is I'm doing some of those smaller tasks that I could, I could actually pay a virtual assistant to do for three or $4 an hour, but I'm doing them because I'm such a control freak. I won't give it up. I want control. Yeah. I want to, you know, I want to be involved in everything that's going on right now. I'm even back to your question. I'm even the person that needs to delegate more and to find ways to help yeah. my business grow. So that's a process and a journey I'm on right now. I'm taking that on uh, full steam ahead because I'm bringing in two virtual assistants who can help me that way I can do what I'm good at, which is the creative, the selling, the consulting, the coaching, those types of things, and let somebody else manage all the things I miss. Like right now, I have I have 17 calendars. It's so crazy. All the different companies that I that we have, I have 17 calendars. I don't manage them well. I miss appointments. I hate missing appointments. I hate mm -hmm. getting a note from somebody saying, hey, look, you missed mm -hmm. that call. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I'm hiring a VA who can manage that for me. So that's just to manage my calendar. That's what I'm really looking for is, and, and, and some other things. So Sorry, that was a really long way to answer your question. No, that was amazing, actually. It's, um, 
um, this is what I've always like tell even my, um, uh, you know, working in our, uh, my own startup. And this is what I've learned all the way, which is like, do what you do best and outsource the rest. This is the, uh, this is very important and helped me so much. And uh, I'm sure that it's, it's going to help so many others um, in their journey. Um, uh, Kevin, in one of your articles, you mentioned um, a story. Uh, I love that story, by the way. Uh, you were uh, talking about an employee who joined your startup, and that uh, employee you could you were not able to afford paying him, right. Right. and um, and he got many other offers from uh, like higher uh, paying offers, right. but yet right. he sticked with you and he stayed with you and until he became the uh, director of customer success, which is amazing. Right. Like, how did you manage to keep such a talent or let's say a caliber with you uh during that journey without paying him how can an entrepreneur have such people in their journey uh, uh, including the right people in their journey who believe in their uh, idea in their dream without even if like even if you did not pay him how can you do that yeah they believe well you know i think it's there's two things um i think as as a leader, people follow you for a reason. And if you connect with them and it resonates, they'll, they'll go to battle with you. I mean, I mentioned I was a Marine. Um, you know, we have leaders and those leaders will take you into battle. You'll do anything for them. You'll protect them. That's the crazy thing. Well, I think the same can be said for kind of, you know, the corporate space and the entrepreneurial space too, because if, if you are a powerful enough leader and I'm talking, your heart is behind it, and you truly believe in what you're talking about, people will believe in you. They'll believe in your message. And yeah. you know, take that piece and bundle that in with um, a software company that they believe in wholeheartedly, you know, rather than taking a position that could pay them, uh, they believe in the messaging and what these companies can do. There were two companies that they believed in they were helping with, and they became the director of customer success at one because they wholeheartedly believed in what the software could do to help people. And so, you know, they came in and they believed in the passion and they brought, they brought that college educated mindset that they have every day to the job. So, I mean, they didn't just, you know, they, they didn't just say, Hey, I want to be a part of this and how can I help? They came in and really grabbed hold and did their thing. And so much so that it was like, this is a resource we, we can't afford to lose and we need to keep them on. And the beauty of it is in the beginning, we couldn't afford to pay them. You know, when, when you bootstrap a startup, software mm -hmm. dev and and it's out yeah. of pocket when you're i mean when you're when you're cashing in your your retirement to fund stuff you bootstrap it and you can't afford certain things in the beginning and as you start to grow yeah then you know then the, the um the budget will allow for it. but initially no we didn't have the money to spend to hire key people that we needed we found one who believed in us and believed in us so much so that they turned down other opportunities and worked with us until we grew enough that we could afford to pay them. It's amazing, you know, because I remember the first time when we wanted to start our own uh, company or our own idea before we think that it, it would be, you know, evolve into a company. It was really difficult to explain it to others and to convince others to, to join you, to believe in you. But I believe that when they see how passionate you are towards your idea and right. how you believe that this idea is is like really um, 
it's gonna like help thousands of people and it's gonna be like a really brilliant uh, thing people will jump in and they will start you know saying that we want to participate and be part of this um absolutely so yeah that's amazing i i i also um I was thinking since you had like the 25 years of experience in sales and now you're in sales funnels and uh, how can you differentiate or how can you inject the VP of sales mindset into an entrepreneurship or into a business? Yeah, I think, I think why I found so much success in this space so quickly. Um, and I think that's both, you know, monetarily as well as relationships is I've got 25 years of corporate sales managing sales teams in large budgets and profit and loss statements, all the different things that come with uh, being at that executive level. I mean, I've managed teams of 75 people. And, you know, with a team of 75, we're responsible for hitting, you know, that company, uh, our annual sales, the, 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 uh, the sales target was $350 million a year in sales. I've been at $1.5 billion a year companies as a sales director. So I've been at companies that have done large amounts of revenue. Now on, on the other side of this, I've managed salespeople. I've been out in the field. I've connected, you know, if, if my goal was to get in and present to a Bill Gates, I found a way. Mm. I always found a way to get to a Bill Gates or mm. whomever it might be. If, you know, if, if I needed to get to somebody, I found a way to do that. So I think that's that hustle and that ingenuity has lent itself well to this space and I think that's helped me grow quickly is because I've connected with some of the biggest names in these spaces that, uh, that you can imagine. And it's because one, like you, I'm not afraid to, to hear the word no. So I just reach out, provide value, find a way to connect them. There's so many different things. You, I mean, ask somebody, hey, hey, Rachel Peterson, what are you working on right now? And what do you need most? Is there somebody out there that can help you? And they're going to be like, well, rather than you just going, hey, we'd love to connect, you come to them. With, an, with a valuable offer that can help them in their business, they'll find a way to connect with you and to make things happen. So I've done a lot of that. I've reached out and I've helped a lot of people in ways um, that um, you know, maybe other folks would not have, have, have imagined. And that's because that's, that's what I've done for 25 years. As a sales director who needs to get into very large corporations, who needs to get into uh, some of our biggest clients were, the edu were education colleges, school districts, the, um, the, the Los Angeles County Office of Education has 2.2 million students in the kindergarten through 12th grade. Um, so here's this K-12 County Office of Ed with 2.2 million students in it. I found a way to get in there. And that's, I, I got straight to the superintendent, the top person in that entire County Office of Education is the superintendent. I, I found a way in. And so I take that kind of, of, uh, of hustle and need to this space. I can get in, I can talk. I mean, um, it took me a little while, but Russell Brunson of ClickFunnels is now a friend. It oh, took me wow. a while. Yeah. That guy turned me yeah. down. He, took, he, he never responded and turned me down uh, uh, many times on my Facebook friend request. And what's crazy is, here's the crazy thing. I tried and I tried and I tried. We, we, live, we live five miles from each other. Back when I was trying, we lived two miles from each other. I lived two miles from the ClickFunnels office. Um, back when I was really trying to become friends with Russell, he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't, he wouldn't respond. He wouldn't accept my friend request. I'm really new in this space. And then one day I provided so much value to his company 
Russell mm-hmm. came back and sent me a friend request. So I log that in one awesome. day. Yeah, I log in one day and I'm like, wait a minute, Russell just sent me a friend request. So I'm thinking, real? yeah, I was like, okay, two things. One, do I accept it and do, or do I decline it? Because he declined probably three or four times. I was like, nah, I'm not even gonna do it. I'm not gonna mess around. So I just accept this friend request and we've been friends since. But yet the thing is, is I mean, I try to provide as much value as I can to others because I think that in turn comes back to me in such good energy. And I mean, and, and, and I do it, I, I'm 100% from the heart in the value that I provide to them. Mm-hmm. They give back. Uh, I'm good friends with a lot of the folks at, at ClickFunnels now. I'm good folks, or good folks, good friends with a lot of people in this digital marketing space who are big mm-hmm. brands, big names, A-list influencers now. And I think a lot of that is because of what, you know, from, from my end, what I could give to them to help them has, has, has paid dividends. Oh, amazing. That is awesome. Uh, if I can ask you for a one piece of advice for entrepreneurs to increase sales, how can they increase their sales? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is, um, and you know, some people love the word mindset Other people hate the word mindset. Mm. I love the word mindset. Where's your mind? Where are you at today? Um, I mean, think about this. So many people are struggling. And I think the reason they're struggling is they're overanalyzing. They, they're, they're, they seek perfection in what they're trying to offer. And because they seek perfection in what they offer, they delay or never launch. And mm-hmm. they just, I mean, so because, and I, I talk about this, you know, I was, a, I was a straight A student. I have the mentality of a straight A student, but I was a guy who hated school. So I didn't apply mm-hmm. myself. So I hated, I hated doing extra credit. If there were extra credit, stuff that I could do in school. I'd never did it. I just, I I hated school. Um, I was there for more for the social aspect, not for the studying. And so here's this guy who has the brains to be a straight A student who got C's because he just didn't care. And then there's the other folks. There's the type A. So I'm very type B. I'm very social. I love to talk. I'm very extroverted. Love to connect with people. On the other side of it, there's the type A perfectionist types. And those folks are the people who always got amazing grades. They never missed a day of school. They, I mean, if there was extra credit, they turned in a, an extra credit report to get extra credit because here's the best grade, but let me give you a little, little more. This just was never me. I, I've never been type A. I've never been, everything had to be perfect. I've just never been that way. Now, I did mention I'm a control freak. I do. I hate giving up control, but I've never been a perfectionist. And I think that's what helped me in this space is that I'm not a perfectionist. I never, I never overanalyze and, and, oh no, it needs this. Oh wait, this isn't there yet. Or I need it. Stop doing that to yourself. Mm-hmm. That is the, that is the biggest way to halt your launch, to halt your business, to stop or to not even start making money is being a perfectionist. Launch something and fail. Don't be afraid to fail because the beauty of that is, is you learn, throw something out there. If it takes off, it's amazing. Great. Most of the time it's not, but you get feedback and you know what you did wrong and you can, you, you know, I mean, you can, you can, uh, you can come back to the table, you can redesign it and send it out again. You keep doing that until it takes off. Um, last year in July, I started building funnels. I thought, okay, I want to be a funnel builder. So I started building funnels for local businesses. And there's a gal here in town um, who has an eat your fruit diet plan. Her diet thing is all fruit, nothing else. Yeah. Um, I was just like, okay, this is crazy. This, this is like Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, he just he was just fruit terrain, I think. Yeah. This so this gal was, uh, uh, it's it, it's eat your fruit. She's called the fruit doctor, 
and uh, she had a digital book called Eat Your Water. So she's selling this $49.95. Well, she has a hard copy book. She was selling the hard copy version for 50 bucks on Amazon. We took the digital version of her book and I built her a funnel. The ugliest thing you've ever seen. You know why? Because I just wanted to get it out there. <laughs> yeah. Really ugly, ugly funnel, nothing to it. There's a couple of upsells in there. So you could, you could you get her 10 step guide on how to look younger. So we gave away a 10 step anti-aging guide. Well, changing your diet and losing weight helps you look younger. So that was part of this whole process. And so we yeah. gave away her 10 step guide. People were crazily, I mean, they opt in, opt in, opt in, get the free 10 step anti-aging guide. We targeted women from 25 to 70 and found our sweet spot. So we ran an ad for 72 hours, found our sweet spot, knew it was 35 to 65 was our sweet spot. That's what mm -hmm. we went after. So we gave away the 10 step anti-aging guide. They opt in, when they opt in, they could buy her Eat Your Water book for $19.95. And you, we had an upsell for some coaching and we had a downsell for a cleanse. Uh, 72 hours to find our target audience. We launched the ad within three to four days. We had done $28,000 in sales. Oh, wow. And it was, it was blowing up. It was, I mean, absolutely blowing up. So the ugliest funnel you've ever seen, it looked like a word document. Was Amazing. Yeah. It did $28,000 in less than four days. And we were, we were absolutely blowing up. She shut it off. She shut the ad off. And the reason why is we put so much pressure on her because everybody was also buying her five hours of coaching for 295 bucks. She could mm -hmm. not support everybody that was buying it. And so it was blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, and she shut it off. Now, in mm -hmm. hindsight, what she should have done is she should have just taken out the coaching from the funnel and let the digital guide continue to do its thing. Yeah. This, the digital book, of the 28000 the digital book was about, I think it was about $18,000, $19,000 in sales in three to four days of a $20 product. It would have been a two-comma club winning funnel, but she shut it off because oh, she couldn't wow. get traffic. So that's sad. <laughs> yeah. The reason I bring that up is, is I built the ugliest sales funnel you've ever seen in just a couple of days and launched it and it crushed it. I've seen, I mean, I'm working with people right now. I'm coaching people right now. There's such perfectionists. I'm like, you've got to stop. Just launch something, get it out there. It doesn't have to be mm. perfect. So my advice to somebody who's new in this space and wants to know how to get started, study, go get books, learn from people. YouTube is a great place to go find things. But in relation to you and what you want to launch in your offer, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to launch it, get it out there. If it's, if it's successful, great. If it's not, you learn, you come back in, you redesign it, restructure it, whatever you need to do, and you launch it again until you find, until you find your success with it. So just yeah, launch. That That's awesome. my, biggest, my biggest thing. Awesome. Take action. Do it. Show Take up. Take action. Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, my last question, we're talking about uh, a new book that is going to come out, right? Yeah. It's uh, yeah. your Air Fryer Secrets, which is like a Secrets. very cool How name. Crazy. How did you come up with this name? Like, it's yeah, so Yeah, you know, cool. what's crazy is, is um, and I, you know, I haven't gone live for my air fryer in a couple of months since I moved. So um, I used to, you know, for Facebook engagement, and that's what my chapter is about. My chapter, there's 72 authors in this book who have all written 72 authors, 72 authors. Oh, so yeah, my, my chapter is called air fryer secrets. I mean, my, mm. sorry, my, my chapter is Facebook engagement. The book is called air fryer secrets. It's tips and techniques in digital marketing. And it's, it's, it's how I used an air fryer 
to build Facebook engagement. I'd go live on Fridays and I'd be cooking from a hot air fryer. Hey guys, I'm gonna do chicken cordon bleu from the hot air fryer today. I'd have my Facebook on, Facebook Live, and people would be streaming in, watching Crazy Kev running around cooking chicken cordon bleu on a Friday in my hot air fryer. Well, I did it a couple of times and it took off. Next thing I know, like week three, week four, people are messaging me, hey man, what are you cooking on Friday for your air fryer Fridays? I'm like, I haven't even thought about it yet. Man, I gotta figure out something that I'm cooking. But people started tuning in. I'd get hundreds of people who were watching me Facebook Live cooking meals from a hot air fryer. I was like Martha Stewart, but from the hot air fryer. And so here I am, I'm cooking meals, but Facebook engagement. I'm building an audience of people who were following me and more people started friend requesting. I, here's the, this is the hardest thing that I had to do a year ago is make every post I post on my Facebook page public. None of it is to my friends. It's 100% mm. public. So the reason why I say that's hard is, is I get 99% of the feedback that I get on my Facebook posts are amazing. They're, they're, it's the tribe I'm attracting. It's my friends are amazing. 1% are people, it could be a friend, or most of them are people I don't even know. They come in and they'll say something about me. And I'm just like, dude, I don't <laughs> care. I just really yeah. don't care. But my, my air fryer was a way for me to build Facebook engagement. And one day I wake up and there's this crazy guy, Lyndon, from Australia who made this parody book cover. He took a, uh, a hot air fryer picture and superimposed my face over the chef and uh, created this thing called Air Fryer Secrets, you know, with a forward by Russell Bronson that says, uh, mm. has anybody seen Kevin the janitor? Uh, <laughs> and how did Kevin get a laptop? And why is he going Facebook Live now? And, you know, blah, 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 blah. He just made a joke. And a good friend of mine is a book publisher. She's like, Kevin, I've been wanting to work with you for a while. She goes, I think you've got some amazing stories to tell in a book. She goes, but here's what I think you should do for your first book. So there's actually, there's two more books coming. But the, my first book, Air Fryer Secrets, she said, here's what I see. She goes, you are the master of connecting. She goes, I think you can get 20 people to join you in a book on whatever it might be in relation to marketing. She mm -hmm. goes, think about it. And I was like, really? So yeah. And, and I, I said, you think people will pay $997 a chapter to get in the book? And she's like, absolutely. She goes, with your mm -hmm. following? Absolutely. Like, okay, well, let's try this. So I didn't even create a funnel. I just put the idea out. Hey, guys, I'm thinking about doing a book. And this is what I'm thinking, digital marketing. Would anybody be interested in getting in something like this? And all of a sudden, I started getting feedback instantly. Like that morning, within a couple of hours, I probably had 20 people who already said, I'm in. Tell me what I got to do. Amazing. Yeah, I was like, okay, crazy. So I went and built a sales funnel, put this funnel up. Here's the story. So the hook, Air Fryer Secrets, Tips and Techniques in Digital Marketing. Here's the book, the story, how it'll flow. Here's the offer. For $997, you can get a chapter in the book. And there we went. So the beauty of this is, is when I got into this space in June of July of last year, I knew nothing. I'd go into groups. I'd ask questions. I'm, I'm sure I look like the newbie all the time. Because I'm like, hey, how do you, and, and what is, and, Okay, this isn't working. How do I do this? There was a whole lot of this stuff. Okay, and how do I drive traffic? And what's what's what the heck is Google Analytics and all these different things? Yeah. Well, all these yeah. different subjects I knew nothing on. I wish there would have been a one-stop source for me to go find it. Now there's going to be a one-stop source. 72 authors, Instagram, Facebook ads, Google ads, SEO, analytics, funnels, mindset stuff, coaching, your offer. There's so many different topics, so many different niches in this book that have now been answered in the book. And this offer I put out 
that we were hoping that we'd get you know 20 people involved in we have 72 authors now and we had to turn away authors the book got so big we had to turn people away we're like maybe the next book maybe there'll be another book and uh wow. so yeah it could author, be part two that's amazing part two there's another book that's called scooter secrets that'll be coming i already have the domain for it so scooter secrets and so I the other love the name. Is how i used little electric scooters to build an audience yeah. when people think scooters mm. they think of me i get tagged in it all the time so the next book is going to be called scooter secrets it'll be like air fryer secrets too but scooter secrets and so at any rate yeah i created this little silly book 72 authors it comes out next month we pushed, we had, here's the thing, when we, when we initially, this is, I know nothing about publishing. When we initially set the launch date of November 19th, we were thinking 20 authors. 72 authors later, the publisher and the editor are trying to get this book ready to go by the 19th of November, just wasn't happening. So we pushed it out a month. So it's going to launch mm -hmm. around December 19th, uh, 72 authors all writing about their chapters in there will be a author profile, a link to where you can find that offer online, all these different things. And uh, it'll be just kind of like a, a digital marketing guide for folks who want to learn more about all these different spaces in the uh, digital marketing uh, uh, world. That is awesome. I can't, I really can't wait to grab that book because so I'm sure right. that it's going to be, yeah, like 72 people writing or putting all their experiences. Yeah, there's, there's over in this... 22 comic club winners in the book. People who read oh, the two comic wow. club winners or in Russell Brunson's inner circle. So there so are some really big influencers in this. Do book. you think that this is going to be like the next expert secret uh, uh, book? Um, like, because so. all the people in the ClickFunnels space, they have yeah. the .com secret and they have the expert secret book. So right. I'm, I'm sure that this is going to be I like the so. third I hope so, I really book. hope, I hope it takes off. I mean, with the, with the people that we have, we've already, you know, in our little authors group that we have, we've already done some preliminary in math. And with our following and our list, we are, um, we're over 2 million people will get an offer to buy the book. And yeah, it'll be, it'll be pretty crazy. We're thinking of doing a free plus shipping on it. So, you know, just pay the shipping on the book and it's yours. Drive traffic to it. Any of the profit from the book. Uh, so once the publisher's paid and the editor's paid and we pay some advertising and some other things, whatever the profits are from the book, it's going to a nonprofit. It's going to a... Um, a nonprofit called Operation Underground Rescue. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. They are, yeah, they're a global movement who yes. um, are pulling kids out of the sex trafficking trade. So all the profits from the book will be going to that nonprofit. So there's a bigger cause behind this. So I hope this book sells millions and millions of copies because it anything will. that it makes, yeah, anything that it makes is going to help out children who are uh, is, abducted and sold into sex trafficking. This is amazing and not just it's like an amazing book and content It's going to be also for an amazing cause. I'm truly honored, happy, inspired. I've learned so much from this conversation. Um, Kevin, uh, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you if they want to know more about you? If they want to know more right. about your book. Uh, where can they find you? Yeah, well, the book, if they want to get on the wait list, uh, it'll, uh, it'll drop around December 19th. Uh, that that uh, website is www.airfriersecrets.com. Uh, you can find me online. I go by my first name, lat, or first name middle name, uh, Kevin Steven. So I'm on Facebook, Kevin Steven. Or if you just want to find me, you can go to uh, www.kevinstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstevenstev
Uh, you can learn more about me and my craziness. Uh, the book, airfiresecrets.com, or you can just find me on Facebook if you want to see me. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was amazing. I loved everything about this uh, interview. Thank you so much, Kevin. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank I, you. I'm Take care. I Love it. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's episode, would you please take a minute to rate and review my show? That would mean the world to me. And let me know if you have any questions in mind or something that you're struggling with so I can cover in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out. Let's accelerate your success together. And remember, success is not an accident. Success is a choice. See you next time.